Welcome to Desire and Brethren Podcast, where three good little brethren boys and one Baptist heathen. Uh (laughs) Yeah, today, because we're talking about music, we wanted to get the primo expert um, that is in my building at this moment. (laughs) (laughs) Should should I go get him? (laughs) Oh, oh, you're so framed in your compliments, (laughs) (laughs) Chad. Almost was kind, but not quite. Today, special guest, we have... The Baptist, Jordan Bennett. Yeah, no, Jordan Bennett, uh, really great guy. He's act, He is also my neighbor, but, well, a little bit of you is you have a band. I do. I play music in um, a number of different bands, and I have for the past number of years. Um, and I do music recording and mixing and mm. producing and all that, that fun stuff. As a hobby and as a job. You sold yeah. radar. Radar. That's right. You Is got right? it. The recording equipment and like went to LA and rubbed elbows with all the big wigs. Oh, oh. So. As a salesperson, which is totally not my gig, mm. but yeah, it was a good job. Who was the coolest person you got to meet through that? Um, I, not through your other friendships and connections, I, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> I Skyped with Stevie Wonder, which uh, really? is what? pretty cool. <laughs> His engineer came by our booth at a trade show yeah. and was like checking out the gear and had Stevie um, on the video really? Skype and I was like asking me questions and I yeah. was like, wow, wow that, that's Stevie Wonder on that guy's phone. Oh, oh my crazy. goodness. That is crazy. Super wild. Okay. Well, our podcast just got thousand times cooler. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then you've actually quit that job and you're starting something new right now, which right. is kind of really <clears throat> recent. Yeah, I want. I've been wanting to get into the music uh, production thing full time because I I spend so much time doing it anyways. I might as well um, jump in with both feet. Hopefully, do it as a career, which would be ideal for me. I think because it's something I'm really passionate about. Good for you, Jordan. That's sweet. Well, thank you. Yeah. So Jordan's got the cred, and <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, Dave and Jack, you are both obviously very talented musicians. Dave's doing the thing when he doesn't respond; he just nods his head. I am not a musician. <laughs> Oh, whatever, Dave. Get over yourself. Your rendition of Heartless Kanye West (laughs) at the Youth Group Talent Show in grade 12. um, Still, uh, the the women folk still speak of that day. (laughs) And, you know, I am on the podcast because when Jackson left and Dan replaced him, I realized I don't want to become expendable. So I'm just clinging by my fingernails to this. We, so we made you moderator for this one. That's right. You're necessary to so, believe us. So because we have Jordan here, we want to tackle one of the lar- the biggest challenges facing modern Christianity today. <laughs> you know, there's, man, there's just so many big questions. You know, how do we confront ISIS and Muslim extremism in the world? What do we do about the influence on our children of secular, you know, media? What do we do about these huge issues? And so we want to tackle just one of those. And to, to state it bluntly, 
why is Christian music so bad? <laughs> <laughs> what happened there? What, what happened along the way? I think most of us would say there's some really amazing Christian bands that we love. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no denying that. Oh, it's yeah. not like there's no good Christian music. Oh, yeah. It's that the average Christian act would be worse than the average secular act. That, like, we just are so far behind us so much. Right. So, because I am not going to actually discuss with you guys the music, and that is your job, <laughs> I came up with a thousand reasons, <laughs> possible reasons why Christian music is bad. And what I want from you guys is I'm going to give a reason and I want you guys to discuss like whether you think that is a reason, whether you think that's that's a bunk one. And hopefully somewhere in my list, I will come upon the main <laughs> reason that you'll be able mm. to name. OK, perfect. Yep. Boom. Number one, it is a theology issue. We are naturally conservative huh. that our theology has not changed in many significant ways in 2000 years. And therefore, our non-theology, our actual, the art that presents our theology, also is conservative in the same way and does not take risks. This is for you, Jack. I don't know about that. I, <laughs> like, I, I, I hear that reason. Like, when, it, when you hear stuff and you're just like, it shakes your theological core. You're like, there's something wrong with this. I don't know how this is. Mm-hmm. I think somebody plays the rites of spring and you just riot, you know, like <laughs> back in the day, right? That bassoon? <laughs> what is that about? That was a deep cut for those of you who got that joke. Yeah. I, I wonder if it's the, the, the reason that the theology in them sucks is because they're usually, I find them to be not true of the world. They're not honest hmm. songs. About, uh, what's that band? Our Lady Peace. They wrote a song called Innocent. We are, yeah. we're all innocent. And like every phone in like your Romans 3.23 body is saying like, no, we're not innocent. All fall short of the glory of God. But like there's something in that song. I'm just like, no, this is the true scream of the world. It's just like they're wondering why. I think we're all innocent. Like why is the world the way that it is? And we're being blamed for stuff. If I were to play that at a youth group or play it in a worship service, you would get tossed up. I'm like, no, this is real. Like this is good theology because it's honest. It's misguided in some ways, I think, biblically, but they're saying something that I think that someone is identifying as true in the world. And so that's e- why either of the other Dave or Jordan. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree with that. I wouldn't necessarily say that it's a he, like it's the the main reason for it. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree. You with would that. say it's a it's a marginal kind of. Yeah, thing. I'd say yeah. it has an impact. Yeah. Okay. Here's a second one. Here we go. There is less competition among Christians to get paid that it is easier as a band to get on a conference circuit or get uh, people out to your shows by promoting through churches and church events and that there's more worship pastor jobs out so that musicians can get paid when there's only a certain limited number of spots in the spotlight or ways to make money people actually have to step up their game in order to get those spots Hmm. I, I would say that there's a, there's a lower entry point. Like anyone with a guitar who's in grade seven can play in a band before a hundred people. If you're a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. You go to a youth group or you play at, you know, some Christian event and there's, there's, there's an incredibly low entry point. But uh, does that mean people get their experience earlier? 
it, it could mean that, but it also means that, you know, what's presented to us is um, by default of a, to some extent of a lower caliber because, you know, fewer bands, yeah, fewer bands are going for those, um, you know, Christian record deals. It's just easier to make it it's, maybe, or easier to get a platform or to. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Right, maybe not full success, but s- enough success right. comes easier. Right, maybe with Christian acts. What do you guys think? I speak from personal experience that I went to a audition thing that Sean uh, FM did put on in Calgary when I was seventeen, and it was a tough crowd out there. Like I got judged and I got torn apart when I put forth a song that I wrote and I played it and stuff. And and as much as like a seven, uh, like grade seven kid can step up and play in front of a lot of people. There are standards, probably lower. For sure, right. But they, I think that they're still there because I still got cut and I'm still getting over it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Jack. <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, you, Jackson, have gotten a job as a worship pastor. No. You know, so we're That's because I'm amazing, though. Right? Yeah, but no, no, with, I, I think you're very skilled musically, but you and other people like you are just are able to get a job that pays like that. Okay, next one. <clears throat> Christians feel it's taboo or they feel guilty demanding better music. I would I would say so in a in a church setting especially. Um, I mean there's there's Christian music for your day-to-day life and then there's like worship, you know, music designed to be mm-hmm. you know sung in a church setting mm-hmm. and I think Especially that, that's that's definitely a, a big thing. So you think at a church level that's an issue, but probably not at a when you're starting to make money based on, I'm spending money on an album. I'm not being polite. I'm just going to buy right. the best. I can't. Uh, definitely less so. I, I can't yeah. say there's definitely none of it there, but definitely okay. less so, yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree with Jordan. I, I was going to say exactly what he said. Just that there's a separation between... Yeah. Like, yeah. If, we, if we're having this conversation about christian music i think there's a difference between worship music in the church and mm-hmm. bands that are going yeah. out there no that's yeah. good and yeah we should keep them separate they they do merge obviously mm-hmm. you know with a hill song or a, something like that but oh yeah there are only a few music centers so nashville nashville <laughs> i'm trying but um there's, there's only very few, and so there's less variety because for musicians who want choice, they have to go to the same area, and they have to somewhat conform to the same genre because there's a limited pool of producers and labels and et cetera, et cetera. I have a point that sort of comes out of this question. I don't know if it's one of your later points, and I'm jumping the gun. What I think is one of the big problems with Christian music is that it seems like the mainstream Christian music, at least, is its own genre. Mm-hmm. Like, and they don't, and the, and they will just keep bringing the same type of music to the table. So a mm. band that is more out there doing some some funk or some blues or something else, and they're a Christian band, isn't going to be plugged into this mainstream. Mm thing that all has the same sound. They all sound the same and they're all, it is that Christian sound that is the genre. I, iTunes defines right. it as power praise. Yeah. <laughs> power praise. <laughs> so it would be like 
because non-Christian music has five different radio stations that are playing different things, and yet yeah. there's only ever one Christian station in town, right? and that Christian station has a feel, a genre-ish, yeah. that people feel... Are you saying that people feel pressured to conform to that? I just think that's that's probably what they're pulling the bands out of. Like, if you're a band that wants to get big in Christian music, you got to sound like that. Yeah, that's a good point. No, that's that's good. That I'm gonna say it was on my list because it makes me sound better. (laughs) Okay, here's another argument. Good musicians go secular. That all the good Christian acts eventually switch from the Christian sphere because they actually want a better competition and, you know, all Mm. those kind of advantages. So we constantly lose. Mm. We're like, Christian music is like the feeder team (laughs) to the farm team team to some other better thing. And Mm. so my examples that I wrote down, because I have such limited knowledge, is Switchfoot. (laughs) 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 That we lost Switchfoot. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that good musicians tend to stay away from Christian music, maybe even just because it has a bad reputation. Yeah. I'd say, yeah, I'd say that more than anything. Like I don't, I, as a, as a, as a music like producer, I do not want to be labeled as a Christian music producer because Mm -hmm. of the negative connotations and, and stuff, you know, that comes along with that. Mm -hmm. Even though I am a Christian and I am a music producer, I don't, you know. So so we're almost stuck in a rut because yeah, yeah. we made a bad reputation for Christian music and now we don't even get the good musicians anymore to totally. fix that reputation because yeah. they all avoid it. It's, it's a vicious circle. Yeah, right? it totally is a vicious. Wow. Here's one. Ooh, and this one, this will please some of our listeners because it's a persecution <laughs> one. Yes. <laughs> but it could actually be legit. So I don't want to just mock it for that. The best producers... Um, labels, et cetera, et cetera, marginalize overtly Christian bands and artists. They won't work with them, sign them to their label, produce their album. If they get the offer and they find out it's a Christian band, they kind of go, I'll pass because hmm. that's not my jam. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how much that really hap- happens. Like I'm sure it does. Um, even just because it's like, oh, that's religious stuff. I wouldn't even know how to. Yeah, probably more like that. Like if there was a any ideology that's strong and very opinionated, has a hard time making lots of money in the broad. Um, if there was a um, pro firearms album that um, right, some people would wouldn't want to touch it. Yeah, they just wouldn't totally right, and it's just because it's a hot topic and. Oh, that's a, no. that's a good answer. One thing comes up for me is there's a we we I don't know if it's we could call it persecution because we kind of created the stigma when we kept producing not so good music <laughs> and then they're like oh you're a Christian <laughs> and oh well I've heard this stuff and why are you saying we need to like blame Petra and Striper or what <laughs> like our our parents <laughs> music that's what we need to curse <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe there's room for redemption but. Jackson wants to say yes, but he doesn't want to (laughs) insult all our older (laughs) listeners who probably have not figured out how to download a podcast. So we're good. I understand (laughs) our demographic is already super narrow. I want to uh, widen it or at least. (laughs) We just keep narrowing it. Yeah, we've been been axing off. We got the Stevie Wonder crowd now, so we're good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Dave got rid of sailors on our first episode, just completely <laughs> insulted them. They're never going to listen again. That really killed our numbers. <laughs> All right. So um, related to that, the, the persecution argument, okay, I'm going to reverse it. Are we as Christians marginalizing and ignoring bands if they experiment musically or emotionally? Not even other people in our church, but like me. Hmm. Am I the thing that is marginalizing Christian music from becoming good because I am uncomfortable with experimentation? No, I'm not. I'm not to blame. <laughs> and I will. T- I will totally push the blame on every other Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys didn't. It's like, yeah, this is like Jerry Springer. You thought we were going to insult someone else, and then I just turned to you and like, you're the father, Dave, and you, you had to deal with that. I, I think I totally am to blame. I, I put limits on stuff that I shouldn't shouldn't listen to, and I don't expand because. Ah, I'm I'm a big I'm a big old judge too. This role. Yeah. You know, like what if someone is edgy and does new music but they swear as well? Like we would self select that as well. They call themselves a Christian act and yet we're not going to listen to them. So the, what that that person is going to turn into a secular act. Mm. They're gonna drop mm. the Christian label and they're gonna be like, Okay, well, I'll achieve my platform somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. You it's, know, or somebody who, you know, like the, the fray maybe, which the phrase kind of like, Oh, are they Christian? Are they not? Yeah. But then they put out a song about like, God, you were too late. And, mm. yeah. oh, you know, what's that they, song called? They were never found under, like a Christian. No, they weren't. Thing, but though. if but, they had been, and then they had put out a song like yeah. that, we would have been like, Whoa, okay. That's, yeah. I know. Christians you, definitely you just said that. Like if yeah. it, there's so much judgment about you're not, you're not fitting into the very conservative, very acceptable standards of you're talking about drinking or you're talking about dating or something. Okay. Here's a tough one. I'm going to throw at you guys. The problem with Christian music is that we think that the message is more important than the medium. We struggle with, I have a message and I'm just trying to find a way to put it out there that's creative, mm-hmm. but creativity takes a backseat to the message. Mm. So this would be like, this, this is the classic problem of Christian movies. And oh. actually I would say that people hate on Christian music less now because Christian movies have taken that place. <laughs> yeah, right. and, they, and they deserve to. The problem with Christian movies is that it's, it's a sermon that they have. Right. And then they were like, how do we make a cool story to get that sermon across? I, I would say completely that art um, in Christian music, it's put to the back burner, right? Like it's way yeah. less important. Um, you know, the artistic merit of Christian music is way less important than A, the message for one. Mm-hmm. Um, B is just um, when you're writing a worship song, you have to dumb it down so that A, people can see it, sing it. B, people can clap to it. C, people can understand the words, right? So there is like... She she just ripped that apart, but it was so real. (laughs) Yep, you just described me, and often I can't clap to it because I'm so in that. I totally see that, Jordan. Just the art is like, the medium is 
it's just used and it's and it's right. it's not valued for its inherent beauty. It's just like it's it's mm-hmm. a utility, it's a purpose. There's a like a business transaction like I got to use this medium to get this across and it's just like it re- that's what art's about. Art's about the exploration and like the freedom and oh man, the medium is the message in often cases right. and we just end up like our and we just destroy the medium and we destroy our message too. Yeah, absolutely. In some ways, I am against that. I understand the idea of having art as inherently valuable mm-hmm. without a message. Mm-hmm. And yet, there's part of me that's like, we are message people as Christians. Mm-hmm. Like, the, 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 the idea of being a Christian is we have been commissioned with a message. And so, we find ways to give that message as opposed to other people who might not feel any urgency to get across a point. So if you're, if you're a Christian plumber, would your message and your, um, what you want to communicate, would that be better, um, uh, better given to people if you were a good plumber or if you're a bad plumber who does a poor job? I think that the, what has to happen is seeing that like, the whole thing, Christian, like if you're, like you're a plumber, like the or a musician, the whole thing, the whole vocation is a part of the mission of God. It's not like right. it's an avenue, but you're redeeming all of it. You're like mm-hmm. fulfilling. You're you're letting music show the beauty of God within all of it. All right, and this is actually from Dan. Shout out to him who was on the podcast a while ago. He gave me a couple ideas. This oh, is sweet. one of them. We confuse creative skill and development of performers with some form of showmanship, idolatry, or self-promotion. That, mm-hmm. So musical quality or complexity is not promoted because it feels like that is pride. And that it sounds as, like something down would say. Wow. You're showing off. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> no, it is really good. I agree. I oh, and he agree. also said we should recycle, but I, I just agree. <laughs> there we go. I agree completely with what he said. Huh. I think feel once like again, I, once again, I way? see the difference between like church and band that plays concerts or whatever. Because mm-hmm. in church, I do see the point of like, not having these solos and, you know, sort of not trying to make the focus about the band or something. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, totally. When it comes to the bands, I think people are just like, well, we just want words about Jesus. And if the band rocks out for a 10 minute solo, it's like evil. Mm-hmm. Right. Or even like, I'm trying to think like, even if, the singer up on stage goes into a vocal range that I can't hit as part of the audience. Yeah. yeah totally. Like I, I like that in the sense that I know when it sounds gorgeous and I am mm. not, and yet I can't follow them there. And so maybe I don't know if I've ever judged someone for it, but maybe I have, maybe it's been like, Oh, well, thank you that you showed your skill to us, but the rest of us didn't get to participate or something. Here is I don't even know if it's a possible reason why Christian music is bad, but maybe the answer to this in some way, or one answer, and this is from Dan, and so I appreciate him for this. He said, here's the problem. We have defined Christian as such an obvious, 
mystery lacking, limited expression that we have pushed out innovators and labeled them secular, Mm. that maybe there is deeply religious music that we should maybe call Christian or we should get rid of the label altogether because it's a, so that it's a false separation when we say Christian music is bad, Mm. that the label Christian is problematic because it excludes so much religious music or true music or God glorifying music. Yeah, I've heard that before. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, that was a good dismissal. <laughs> <laughs> no, my my thing is always that, uh, like you said, like you said at the very end of it, maybe what we call Christian music is sort of silly, but it is what we call Christian music, and that's what we're talking about. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that there's, I'm sure there's plenty of music out there that, well, for example, I. A band I uh, was playing in, uh, we did entirely instrumental music. So basically no singing, just music. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Christian guy, but people would come up to me and be like, so is this Christian music? <laughs> and I'd be like... Love that question. Wow. Do you have a Christian face? Are you wearing a Christian t-shirt? <laughs> like, what the heck does that question even mean? Um, Are Christians? <laughs> right? Is that a Christian Yo, car? On it. So... <laughs> So there's there's an aspect to that that you know I I can't call the music Christian. Uh, I think it exemplifies characteristics of God because it is creative. Um, it is something that I think I can call good. Um, it's something that I've made um, because God has made me creative. So therefore, it is it is Christian. Mm-hmm. But you would you know people would argue with me on that because I don't say any. I don't quote any scripture or Bible-y words or anything. Okay, well, there is so many thoughts. If you got if if the few producers that are still listening <laughs> with their arms crossed want to explain why we're completely wrong with everything we said, we'd love to hear from you. And also the people who just wanna, you know, write their quick emails, Toby Mac forever or whatever you want to <laughs> <wanna> tell us. <laughs> Desiring Brethren Podcast at gmail.com. You can reach us. And thank you, Jordan, for being on this one. Thank it you. Was yeah, thanks a lot, Jordan. Helpful really to have your thoughts. Thanks. Okay. I am Tanner Haas. I am David Short. I'm Jackson O'Brien. And I am Jordan Bennett. We will see you next time. Bye.